0: It is well, it is well with my soul. I hope it's well with your soul this morning. For quite a few years I couldn't sing that song. I've told you that story before. And uh, I couldn't even fake it because it wasn't well with my soul. But God healed my soul and uh, I can sing that song today and mean it, praise God. But if it wasn't well with your soul when you walked in here, I hope and pray it'll be better with your soul when you leave, okay? I want to thank Josiah for sharing about the uh, revival up in Kentucky and pray it continues to spread. And Thank you for our worship team. Wow, I don't think we've ever had that many people on stage (laughs) at one time before. So so that was good and uh, just thankful for everyone being here. Well, the one-part message on the vine and the branches that I started two weeks ago, it's turned into a three-part message. So today is part three of the third part, and uh, we'll give this subject a rest for a while after today. But i got to tell you, Holy Spirit was just bringing it back to me and bringing it back to me. And I thought, really, Lord? We've already covered that. We've covered it two weeks in a row. And it was as if he was saying... You need, to, you need to share it again. You need to share it again until it sinks in. And maybe it's just for me. You know, maybe all this is just for me, but I have a feeling it's a reminder for all of us. So the title of this morning's message is Stay Connected to the Vine, Part 3. We're still in John Chapter 15. And uh, it's stuff we, a lot of stuff we've already covered, but we're going to cover it again anyway. So Father, open your word back up to us today. I thought we were done with this two weeks ago but here it is again we're moving forward a little bit we're overlapping just so there must be some stuff in there that either i'm not getting or we need to hear again so um give us ears to hear what your spirit is speaking to this church this morning i pray in christ's name all right well let's uh, remember the scene jesus and his disciples they're on their way from the upper room They had just finished their their Passover meal, which was unlike any Passover meal these Jews had ever had before. And um, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat it, for this is my body. And then he took the cup, gave thanks to God for it, passed it all around them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. He even took on the role of the most humble servant and washed their feet as an example of how they were to to serve. They sang a hymn, they left the upper room, they headed out to the Mount of Olives and to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Along the way, Jesus is telling them that he is the true vine, which tells me there's some untrue vines out there. But he's the true vine and his father is the vine dresser. And he lifts up and he helps any branches that are not producing any fruit, branches that are in him. That's the key. These are branches that are in him. They're connected to him, but they're not bearing fruit. And the word says he takes away, takes away any branches that aren't producing fruit. But, but that word more accurately is defined as lifts up. He doesn't cut them off and get rid of them. He lifts them up. If you've been by a vineyard to see how they support the vines off the ground. As to support them, he works with them so they can produce fruit. Now, we already covered that. I know. The branches that are bearing fruit, he prunes. Cuts off any dead wood, any, any rotting, decaying wood so those branches can stay healthy and bear even more fruit. They're already producing fruit, but he wants them to bear more fruit. And I hope you see the connection between Jesus as divine in us as the branches. And he'll prune our life so we can bear more fruit than we are. And he instructs his disciples and us. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Man, what a great promise. King of the universe says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Because a branch that's severed from the vine can't produce any fruit. And Jesus tells us, That neither can we be fruitful apart from him he wants to cut off any dead wood in our lives that is hindering us from being fruitful for the kingdom so let's pick up this conversation in john 15 verse 5 and 6. we've already covered this too but i believe i'm supposed to repeat it so it really sinks in this is what jesus says yes i am the vine You are the branches. Those who remain in me, that's the key, remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone, okay, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Wow. The branches that are bearing fruit, he prunes, cuts off any dead wood so they can bear more fruit, right? But the ones that aren't bearing fruit, the ones that aren't connected to the vine, he, he, they're, they're useless to him. Right? And a warning here is for any one of us who disconnect from Christ and go our own way and do our own thing. He says, those who remain in me, those who stay connected to me are gonna produce much fruit. That's the good news. If we stay connected to Him, here's the bad news. Anyone, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away. Thrown away like a useless branch, and whither such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Don't miss the symbolism there. Gathered into a pile to be burned. Those kind of branches are useless sticks. Right? Sticks can't become trees, can they? Listen, Jesus is the true vine. He's the only vine that we can get real, true life from if, and that's a big if, if we remain in him, if we stay connected to him. If a branch decides he or she, we're talking about people, now if a branch decides he or she doesn't want to be connected to the vine anymore, it breaks its connection. It doesn't become another vine. It, it doesn't become another fruitful branch. It becomes firewood. That's all it's good for. Look what happened to Judas. He was connected in the beginning. He chose to disconnect from Jesus, right? He didn't like the way Jesus' ministry was going, so he, he disconnected. And look what happened to him. You see this stick here? We've got a wild cherry tree growing on our property. It's kind of in the woods, and it's never been pruned. I never did anything with it, and, and there's just bro- broken sticks from it rotting and decaying away. But is this branch ever going to produce cherries? <laughs> is it ever going to bear any fruit? No, no. It's not connected to the tree that gave it life. So there's, there's nothing that stick is good for except to be gathered up with the other sticks I got to pick up after the wind the other night and, and burn them. Now, this may sound harsh with Jesus saying that they're only good to be burned. But his warning in this passage isn't being harsh. He's not exaggerating. He's telling us the truth. Come to think of it, Jesus always tells the truth, right? Because he he is the truth. He is the truth. And Jesus loved his disciples too much to let them just believe that there was any real kind of sustainable future for them apart from him. Now, we can exist and we can live and we can do all kinds of things without Christ, but a, a real sustainable, fruitful future apart from him. He's saying, "It can't happen," and and he's telling that to them. But you know what? He loves us too much to let us believe the same lie that we can do it without him, and we can go our own way. You hear this, a lot of people say, "Well, he's a self-made man." Boy, that's arrogant, isn't it? The very breath in his lungs is from God. God could just stop us. Okay, let's see. How, let's see how you you can breathe on your own. So anyway, it was like this guy who who said he didn't need God in his life, that he was better than God, and, and, and God met up on some time. He says, well, okay. He said, I formed man out of, uh, out of dirt. He said, well, I can do that. And God said, well, get your own dirt. <laughs> this is my dirt, right? Oh, man. Uh, but he loves us too much to let us believe that lie, that we can, we can do it well without him. You know, God didn't create us to be our own little gods. He, he created us to reflect that he's God. We're not. He is. And these verses, they don't just come with this strong warning. They also come with this beautiful promise. Right. Jesus wants all of us to know that, that when we stay connected to him, our lives will change. Our transformation takes place through connection to him. If it's a steady, uninterrupted connection. I'm mean, think about it. if we stay connected to Christ, eventually our focus is going to change. Our priorities are gonna change. Our desires are gonna change, and our prayers are gonna change. Our prayers are gonna be more God-focused than me-focused. They'll come into alignment with God's plans and God's purposes for us instead of ours, and his are so much better than ours. I don't know what they all are, but he says they're good. They're good plans. And then his desires become our desires, and his will becomes our will. And then when we ask and we pray, according to God's will, he answers. If we're a healthy branch and we're connected to our vine and, and the desire of our heart, we're asking to bear more fruit in our life, it's to the glory of the vine to produce good fruit in abundance. The more connected we are to Jesus and the more ingrained in his presence we become, the more my desire and your desire to bring him glory is gonna increase. Because we won't be just thinking about ourselves. We're selfish by nature. But if we're connected to him, his thoughts start becoming our thoughts. And the more fruit he'll produce in our lives. He'll produce more love in our lives. He'll produce more joy. He'll produce more peace. How many need more peace in their life? He'll produce more patience. Mm, That's a tough one. But he'll do that. He'll produce more kindness. All the fruit of the Spirit. He'll produce more goodness and faithfulness. He'll produce more gentleness. And he'll produce more self-control. Wow. More self-control. Anybody besides me need more of that fruit in your life? I think we all do. If we're honest. Now, remember, branches connected to the vine don't have to strive. They don't have to sweat. The branches do not have to work real hard to bear fruit. As long as the branch stays connected to the vine, the fruit's just going to naturally grow, right? As long as you and I stay connected to our true vine, Jesus, spiritual fruit will just naturally grow in us. And it all brings glory to God, not to us. And it'll show the world, Jesus says, that we're truly his disciples instead of phony wannabes. I hope, I hope you see the connection Jesus is making here. But hey, don't take my word for it. Don't ever take my word for this stuff. Look, look at the word for yourself, okay? You need to know the word for yourself. I wouldn't mislead you on purpose. If I ever mislead you, it's because I was ignorant of the word. But uh, if I say, turn to 3 Corinthians, you, you, and I hear pages turn, I'll say, ah, you, you haven't been reading your Bible. Anyway, let's see what he tells us in verse 7 and 8. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, that's a key, my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Wow. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. If my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it'll be granted." It almost sounds like Jesus is some kind of genie in a bottle, right? Ask me for anything you want, and it'll be granted to you. Well, Jesus, if, if you would just give me those winning parable numbers this week, I promise I'll do really good stuff with the money. <laughs> Newsflash, Jesus isn't a genie in a bottle. And, and that kind of prayer shows we're not, we're not seeking his desires, we're seeking our own desires. If we're really connected to the vine and his words remain in us, we're going to ask for things that are in line with his desires and his will. So do his words remain in us? Do, do they abide in us? Because if you abide somewhere, that's where you live. That's where you stay, right? So do Jesus' words and his teachings and his commands, do they abide in us? Do they live in us? Are his words at home in us? They need to be. Or are we so so full of the world stuff that we don't have much room for Jesus' words to abide and remain in us? We may have to declutter our lives of some of the worldly stuff that we let feel at home in us and make more room for Jesus and his words. Amen? Sometimes we let the world stuff get real comfortable, real, real feeling at home in us. And, and, and Jesus saying, That's got to go. You need to give me more room. And when we make more room for Jesus and his words, we'll be asking him for things that line up with his plans and his purposes instead of ours. Because his plan, his purposes for us are to bear more fruit, right? To produce much fruit, to help him build his kingdom here. We're co laborers with him but the gospel and when we do that I mean when we really do that people will know that we're the real deal and not phonies and that brings glory to God all right let's keep moving look at what Jesus tells us verse 9 and 10 I have loved you even as the father has loved me hold it right there do you hear what Jesus is saying to his disciples including us I have loved you, Stephen, I've loved you, Wendy, I've loved you, Pam, I've loved you, Josiah, even as the Father has loved me. In other words, Jesus is saying, I've loved you, Lewis, in the same way my Father has loved me. But that should blow our minds. Can we even grasp how much God loves Jesus? I can't, but I know it's a whole, whole lot. It's love beyond what our minds can comprehend. And Jesus is saying, that's how much I love you, Mikey. And I know a lot of people feel unloved these days. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. There's that word remain again. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. See, that's the key. When you obey, one of them four-letter words we struggle with, when you obey my commandments, Jesus says, you remain in my love. That's where I want to remain, don't you? To remain, to abide, to live in his love. I mean, what could be better than to live in his love? It's perfect love. It's not flawed like human love. It's perfect love. And it's not some deep mystery that we've got to study and study and study to find out how we can do that. He clearly tells us right here, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. So the love language of heaven is obedience to his commands. And Jesus said somewhere else, if you love me, what? Keep my commands. If you say you love me, then do what I'm telling you to do if you really love me. That's how we show our love for him, we obey him. Uh, the directions are so clear, but we have trouble following directions sometimes, don't we? (laughs) Help us, Lord. Oh, help us follow this simple instruction that seems to be so hard for us to do, is to obey your commands. Remain in my love, Jesus is telling us. Abide in my love. Now, Bobby and I abide in our love for each other. But how would it be if we only abided in our love on Sunday mornings? And, and we put on this good front in front of all you kind, loving people for our church family. But then the rest of the week, we disconnected from each other and just did our own thing and went our own way. But, but then when Sunday morning came around, we got reconnected. We abided in each other just for Sundays. That, that would, wouldn't make for a very healthy relationship with each other, would it? Of course not. But that's the way a lot of church folks lived their lives with Jesus. Connected on Sundays, all in on Sundays, but disconnected Monday through Saturday. And then reconnect on Sunday morning and then disconnect for the rest of the week. It doesn't work, it can't work. Bobby and I wouldn't have made it through our first year together if we lived like that. In a week from Wednesday, we'll, we'll be married 45 years, so we must be doing something right, right? 45 years. That's a long time these days. Oh, I know Louis has got to speak. He, he's up in 50s. Rob's right behind us. I remember on my parents' 45th anniversary, I thought, man, they seem so much older than Bobby and I seem now. And my mom was saying, boy, you know, we've had, me, me and your dad have had 30 really good years together. And I think, uh-oh, she's starting to lose count. I said, Mom... You've been married for 45 years. She says, yeah, I know, 30 good years. So I'll take that for whatever that means. All right, where were we? Oh, yeah, Jesus says, remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as. that, mean, In the same way that I obey my Father's commands and remain in his love. Remember, the love language of heaven is obedience to his commands. Well, obviously, Jesus is telling us all this for a reason. So let's see what that reason is. Look at verse 11 and 12. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Wow. That's a lot of joy. And he's got that for us. You say, well, yeah, well, if you just give me them winning parable numbers, Jesus, you'll see my joy really overflow. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you, but you know, we're not talking about the world's definition of joy. We're talking about Jesus is joy. Big, big difference. All right, but sometimes sometimes we mistake joy for happiness. Things are going really, really well in our lives so we're happy, right? Sometimes we almost get giddy we're so happy about stuff, but then when things turn bad and some hardship hits us, we sink, don't we? We, we lose our footing. We rant. Sometimes we post stuff on social media. Sometimes we get depressed in a hurry when things get bad in a hurry. But real joy, okay, the kind of joy Jesus is talking about here, real joy doesn't rise and fall when our circumstances rise and fall. Real joy comes from a consistent love relationship with Jesus that's an uninterrupted connection with him. And when our lives are so connected with his, he'll help us. He'll help us navigate through adversity without thinking. And he'll also help us manage prosperity without making foolish decisions. See, the joy of of living with Jesus every day, not just once in a while, but every day, keeps us steady, keeps us level-headed, no matter how high or how low our circumstances may take us. We won't just run on emotions. A lot of people just run on emotions. That won't happen if we're truly connected to Jesus and stay connected. That's the key. Stay connected to him. None of this back and forth stuff. Stay connected. His promise to you, his promise to me is that if we will remain in him, he will remain in us. I know I'm repeating this stuff, but let this all really take a grip of our hearts and sink in. And then Jesus gives us a command that is absolutely impossible to obey. Impossible for every one of us unless, unless we stay connected to him. Unless we remain in him and he remains in us. Look at his command. This is my commandment. Love each other. How? Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. Wow. We are to love each other in the same way jesus loves us i can't do that without staying connected to him it's his love that has to flow in me and through me to love you but he loved us enough to suffer and die a horrible horrendous death so we would have a way the only way to get to heaven and have our sins forgiven and it's through him through his death and resurrection but do we love each other like The way Jesus loves us? And I believe he isn't just talking about our immediate family. But to love each other in the same way that he has loved us. Can't do it without him. I can't. Now, we may not have to die for someone. We may. I mean, I would die for my family. I'll tell you the truth. I wouldn't die for everybody, but I... Man, when you have kids, you realize I would kill for them, right? I would kill for them. Um, so we may have to die for someone. We may not. But there are other ways to practice that agape love, that self-sacrificing love that Jesus demonstrated for us. And the only way, only way we can success, successfully do that is by staying connected to Christ, remaining in Him. Not just Sunday mornings. Every day. Morning, noon, night. 24-7, 365. And Jesus uses that word remain seven times in the verses we looked at this morning. Seven times. But here's the three I wanted to emphasize and then we'll, we'll close with prayer. Jesus tells us, number one, remain in me, right? And He'll remain in us. Number two, he says, if, if my words remain in you. So he wants his words to remain in us. He wants us to remain in him. See, his words can remain in us if we memorize scripture. And memorizing scripture is, is really important. Psalm 119 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's how we hide his word in our hearts, just through repetition, hearing the word over and over, uh, memorizing the word. But, but it's more than just memorizing scripture for his words to remain in us. They, they need to be at home in us. There's some people have a lot of head knowledge. They can recite things, memorize them and quote them But I've learned the hard way that quoting scripture is a whole lot easier than living it out, right? It is. But his words need to be at at home in us. That's where they belong. That's that's where they need to abide. That's where his words need to live. And the third one, remain in my love. Abide in my love. Live in my love. Like I said, no better place to live than in his love. Remain in me. My words remain in you. And remain in my love. I believe the message is is pretty clear. And we've repeated it enough times over the last three Sundays for it to really sink in. See, apart from Jesus, we're fruitless lifeless in the spirit but by staying connected to him not just once a week but every day we'll experience that fruitful abundant life we were created to live and sometimes i think we're just scratching the surface of everything he created us for wow so let's not waste any more precious time living a life that's disconnected from him okay Let's say from this day forward, let's, let's stay connected to our source of life. He's not a supplement. He's our source of life, our true vine. And then we'll bear much fruit for his glory. Amen. If you're not connected to Christ this morning, you, you can change that before you leave here. He's already done the dirty work for us. He already did the heavy lifting. He went to the cross and, and died that death so we have access to the Father. But if you're not connected to him... Um, you want to talk about that, stick around. I want to pray and I want to finish this prayer that I believe the Lord gave me for us as a as a church family, as a tribe of joy for this year. And it's in Colossians chapter one, verse nine through 14. I've made copies of it. If people want to keep it, uh, adopt this passage of, of scripture for us. Um, it starts out by saying so we have continued praying for you ever since we first heard about you Bobby and I each night after uh, our dinner we watch Dutch sheets and then we pray and we we start with what's going on in the world and in our society and our Government we, we pray for you guys and we pray for each other our children our grandchildren, but and we pray for this church So we do that, but this is our prayer We ask God to give us a complete understanding of what he wants to do in our lives, right? Some say, well, I wish I knew the the will of God for my life. He's got plans for us, but we're asking him, give us a complete understanding of what you want to do in our lives. And we ask him to make us wise with spiritual wisdom, not just head knowledge, spiritual wisdom, not the wisdom of this world. And then the way we live, will always honor and please the Lord and we'll continually do good, kind things for others. All the while, we'll learn to know God better and better. We also pray that we'll be strengthened with your glorious power so that we'll have all the patience and endurance we need. And may we be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled us to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. For he has rescued us, it was an absolute rescue. He has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins, all of them. Amen and amen. That's Colossians chapter one, verses nine through 14. So do we love others the way he loves us? Because that's his command. And we can't do it apart from him. So this whole thing about the vine, the branches, I, I hope it, it, it connects us, that we, we see the symbolism, uh, we see the relationship that's necessary for us to bear any kind of fruit that's any good for anything by staying connected to him. If you'll stand with me, I'm going to say a prayer. We'll be dismissed. And uh, we can go our ways. and. Fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, this group of people called Joy Christian Fellowship. Father, we, we want to we wanna follow you. We want to run with you. We don't want to be weighed down by, by baggage that doesn't belong. It's stuff that maybe we had from last year we're still carrying into this new year. And you said, leave that behind. You won't fit. It won't fit. You don't need it anymore. Drop it. Don't pick it back up, Lord. Point out these things in our life that that we need to uh, reevaluate, things we need to declutter to make more room for you, uh, things that we've gotten used to having in our life that are of no spiritual significance, no eternal benefit. Lord, uh, we want to run with you and we want to keep in step with you, Father. And we can't do that on our own. Help us to stay connected to you, not just Sunday mornings, but just a, a steady undisturbed steady connection just like electricity going through wires and and keep keeping us plugged into you you're that true vine you're our source of life forgive us where we've unplugged from you before and gone our own way and then came back and wanted to replug thank you that you always welcome us back just like you left in 99 looking for the one i was that one so i thank you that you come looking for us when we aren't looking for you so draw us closer, Lord. May, may our hearts break for the things that break your heart. May may we draw closer to you in our everyday walk and, and just give us the mind of Christ and give us a greater awareness of your presence in everyday mundane things because you're in every one of those little mundane things. You're in the big stuff and you're in the little stuff. And if you're in the little stuff, then it's not really little stuff if you're in it. So bless everyone here today. Give us the wisdom and direction we need to to live a life that shows we belong to you. That we are your true disciples. That we're not phonies. We're not wannabes. We're not hypocrites. Uh, We don't get it right all the time. I'm still trying to get it right more times than I get it wrong. So help us follow you closely. Keep in step with you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for loving us so much. Let us love others the way we you love us in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.